I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, my name's Gus, and my gold-digging girlfriend treats me like her slave because she thinks she's a queen. Now... She's eating her words since I found out that I'm a real prince. Jackie loves me, or so she says. She tells me that every day. She tells me that when she makes me take out the trash or pick up her dry cleaning. Jackie tells me she loves me when she makes me give her foot rubs and cook her food. I clean, I cook, I do laundry for Jackie. Basically, I do anything she doesn't want to do. And all Jackie does is sit around all day, watching soap operas on her laptop and updating her social media. And to make sure I keep taking care of her needs, Jackie tells me she loves me. But I don't know if she really does. She hasn't even kissed me in months. One day, I asked her if she meant those words, and Jackie got offended. What do you even mean? Of course I love you. But you never even show it, Jackie. Sometimes, I feel like you just say it so you could keep treating me like a slave. Well, talk about being dramatic. A slave? Tell me, when did you last wash the dishes, Jackie? or make anything that isn't microwavable. You get a dog and you make me pick up all this poop. You can't even take the poor guy on one single walk. Shut up! You know I have a headache. That's always your excuse. You barely even get off the couch for anything. Unless I'm taking you for shopping, which by the way, I pay for. I pay rent, I buy the food, what do you do? I don't even see a single dollar of what I earn. Oh, and have you forgotten that I work? I work so you can afford the things you like. And I just want to come home one day without having to do every single thing in the house. You done? I am a queen, Gus, okay? And I deserve to be worshipped. Have you seen me? I'm a catch. I look like I should be on the cover of some magazine. Do you not realize that? And as a queen, I need a king. Someone worthy of me. You're not that. You're lucky I even date you. So you should be happy I even live with you. If you want to complain, you can do it on your own. I'm going to sleep at Margot's tonight. Bye. That's how Jackie got out of every argument. She would threaten to leave me and she'd ignore me for a few days. And then, when she came back, of course I'd miss her. So she'd get whatever she wanted. But something happened that changed my life. And turned the tables. 
One day, while Jackie was away on one of her pedicure days, someone knocked on the door, and when I opened it, a very old man greeted me with a smile. Your Royal Highness, Prince Gustav, I am so happy to know that you are well. What? was all I could think. But the man bowed and kissed my hand. I snatched it away from him immediately. What the? Stop being weird. Apologies, your highness. I simply meant to offer my respect. Just then, several women came in and ushered me out. But where are you taking me? It's simply protocol, your royal highness. Protocol? What do you mean? I understand nobody has explained any of this to you. But rest assured, we'll have it all ironed out on the way to the palace. Palace? What palace? The palace was huge. The plane ride to an entirely different continent was long. And the explanation to how I was a prince was insane. As the army of ladies dressed me and fixed my hair, the old man who introduced himself as Lassels told me that my mom used to be royalty. In fact, she was next in line to inherit the crown. But when she met my dad and her family opposed their marriage, mom left that life behind. She ran away. And for many years, they tried to look for her. My mom and dad passed five years ago in an accident. So when they finally found that out, they came to take me. You see, His Royal Highness, the king is very ill, and he is deeply, deeply regretful of what happened those many years ago. He wanted to find your mother and apologize, but she had always eluded the king's efforts. That was when a man on a wheelchair who was being pushed by an insanely pretty nurse appeared at the door. Immediately, all the ladies who were attending to me curtsied, and Lassels gave a very deep bow. It was the king. Now, I'm afraid it is all too late. For my beloved daughter, and for me, it is my wish that you be returned here, to your family, and given the life you deserve. But I've learned my lesson. You get to choose, of course. If you find that being a prince is not for you, we will obviously bring you back to your old life. Are you kidding me? Go back to a 9-to-5 life, where I get treated like a slave by my girlfriend, and treated like an idiot at my job? No thanks. I absolutely said 100% yes to being a prince. The palace announced my existence at a press conference, and then they fitted some insanely expensive clothes for me. I appeared at the palace balcony, and there were thousands of people cheering for me. They all screamed my name, and all I had to do was wave. My story went viral. It was everywhere. It was on all the news channels. Every time I saw a newspaper, my face was on the front page. They all told my story, of how some poor guy who lived an unremarkable life turned out to be the son of a long-lost princess who was next in line for the throne. Just like that, I was crown prince overnight. The palace threw a ball for me. So many rich people circled around me and wanted to meet me and shake my hand. It was like I was in a sort of weird dream, but I didn't want to wake up. I typed numbers on Excel sheets for a living. Now, oil tycoons and superstars want to be in the same room as me. How crazy is that? At the ball, Lassels introduced me to every member of the royal family. They bowed to me and swore some sort of oath. I guess since I was going to be their next king, they all wanted to be on my good side. After the ball, they flew me to the different parts of the country to introduce me to the people. It was my first ever royal tour. And then came the interviews. I must have done at least three interviews in a day for seven days straight. It was also exhausting. But at the end of it all, it beat having to rub my ex's foot while she ignored me and watched her soap operas. Oh yeah, of course. I broke up with Jackie. She wanted me to treat her like a queen, because she said I didn't deserve her. <laughs> I can't believe the irony. So I sent Lassels to deliver the news. She didn't take it well, apparently. She'd been camping outside of the palace since she heard that I was royalty. Now, 
I get to pick whoever I want to date. Supermodels, actresses, princesses of other countries. And they're all clamoring for my attention and not the other way around. They are spoiling me. Every single parent in the country wants me to meet their daughters. It's actually hilarious. Before, girls just used to ignore me. Now, they all want to marry me. Now, here's the best part. One evening, while I was partying at the club, I heard a familiar voice arguing with the bouncer. Ma'am, I'm sorry, but this section is only VIP access. Unless your name's on the list, I can't allow you in there. What are you even talking about? Are you deaf? I told you, I know the prince. He's my boyfriend. I wanted to ignore her. I just think living my life now was the best revenge. But I just couldn't resist. All the hardships she put me through, all the insults she threw my way when I couldn't afford to buy her all the nice things she wanted, I just wanted to rub it in her face that karma got her, and that nice guys like me don't always finish last. So I stood from our table and made my way to the stairwell. I saw Jackie at the bottom of the stairs. And when she saw me, her eyes lit up. There! There's a prince! He'll tell you the truth! Sir, uh, your royal highness, this girl's telling me she knows you, but her name isn't on the list. Tell him, Gus! Tell him I'm your girlfriend! I smiled a smug smile at her, and I turned to the bouncer. Nope, I don't know her. How can she be my girlfriend when these are the girls I'm dating? The girls I was out with came down the stairs and glared at Jackie. Compared to them, she was ordinary. There was a supermodel, a Hollywood actress, the daughter of a huge banking corporation, a duchess, and a member of the minor nobility. They all wanted to date me. And since I couldn't choose which one to take on a date that night, I decided we'd all go on a date together. I can't even begin to explain the look on Jackie's face. But it sure made me laugh, and from then on, I was able to move on and let go of all the horrors of my past. Now, I get to be treated like royalty, because I am. I'm Alvin. Like most days, I got off the school bus and walked two blocks to the kindergarten where my mom works. As usual, I stood waiting for her at the front of the building. On that day though, a man came from nowhere, grabbed my backpack, and ran away with it. Hey, that's my math homework you're stealing, I yelled after him. There's nothing of value to even steal! The man disappeared around the corner. Distraught, I slumped down and continued waiting for my mother. That's the price you pay for living here. Things like this happen all of the time. My mom finally got off work at 5 p.m. Someone stole my math homework while I was waiting for you, I told her. Just like me, she'd gotten used to it. You're lucky. Someone stole all four tires from a client's car today, she said laughing. <laughs> we continued chatting while walking to our fake home. You heard that right. I said fake. You'll figure out what I mean in a moment. You see, this old and rather dilapidated house goes with the rest of the neighborhood. After about 10 minutes, we made it to our fake home. My mom made herself a coffee as we waited for my dad until 6 p.m. After my dad came home from work, we spent another hour waiting impatiently. Then, we hurried around the house, closing the curtains so our neighbors wouldn't see us. From the moment the curtains closed every evening, we'd live as we truly are, like rich people. We went down to the basement of our fake home. My dad turned on the facial recognition system. We turned our faces to the hidden cameras. As soon as the system identified us, the secret door in our basement opened. The secret door revealed a 5.4 mile long tunnel. It's actually a subway line that belongs to my parents and me. We use this unique subway every night to reach our real home. After a short ride, we made it to our mansion. 
Our property is enclosed by 13 feet high walls. During the day, there are hundreds of people working here, maintaining the grounds. Maids, drivers, cooks, and gardeners. The staff leaves at 6.30 p.m. We arrive after they're gone, and it's only us at the mansion. We walked into the dining hall. We filled our plates with food from the buffet and sat down. The best chefs in the world cook a hundred different dishes every night. My dad asked, How was your day, son? Someone stole my backpack as I was waiting for mom. I had my math homework in that backpack. I need to do it all over again, I replied. Dad smiled. Bummer. I'm free tonight if you need help, he said. Dad, I hate hiding the fact that we're rich. Horrible things keep happening to us in that neighborhood, and they always will. Alvin, we talked about this so many times. We have to live this way. We have no choice but to adapt, he replied, frowning. Yes, we had talked about this many times, yet I still didn't understand why we had to hide that we were the wealthiest family in the world. My grandfather had won the biggest jackpot of all time from the lottery. On the way to claim his winnings, he and my grandmother got in a car accident. My grandmother died instantly. My grandfather fell ill in his grief. So, he hired a lawyer to get his affairs in order and found an investment advisor. I'm not going to touch this money. Invest with it as you like. I want my son to benefit from it in the future, he said. The advisor was very good at his job. He built hotels and shopping malls worldwide and bought shares in gold and diamonds and stakes in many successful companies. My grandfather's lottery winnings grew exponentially, reaching billions of dollars. When my grandfather died, my parents inherited all his wealth. For some reason, we have to hide it. We pretend to live in the lowest income neighborhood of our city. We can only enjoy the privileges of being wealthy when we're in the mansion. I've been putting up with this for years because my parents want me to. But I've had it. I want to live my best life 24 hours a day. It's my birthright. I thought about everything that night and came up with an idea. If I made sure my friends at school knew about how rich we were, they would definitely tell their friends and families. Word would spread like wildfire, and all kinds of people would know about our fortune. Then my parents would have to concede that it was impossible to hide any longer, and we could start living the high life every day. I put my plan into motion the next day without hesitation. To start, I decided to tell two people, Nancy and Justin. I can't really say that I like them. I think they're super obnoxious, but they both were pretty popular in school and loved gossiping. Thanks to them, my family's secret would be out in no time. After lunch, I called both of them to the schoolyard and cut to the chase. I'm going to share my family's biggest secret with you. They were both stunned. I'm not kidding what I'm about to tell you, so you've got to trust me, I said. I had to muster up the courage to keep speaking. Nancy and Justin waited with anticipation. They both stared at me intensely. My family is the richest family in the world. And I'm the richest kid in the world, I said. My friends just stared at each other. Then they both burst out laughing. If I'm honest, that's the reaction I was expecting. You don't believe me, and you have every reason not to. I'm going to ask you to come with me. What I'm about to show you is sure to convince you, I said. You better find other people to mess around with, Justin groaned. Nancy was all in. Alvin looks dead serious, she said, and I'm curious about what's happening here. I couldn't take my friends to our fake home because I didn't know how to operate the facial recognition system. That being the case, I wouldn't be able to open the secret door. That's why I decided to take them to the mansion in broad daylight. It would be my first time entering my own house from the front door. But first, 
I had to convince the security detail posted outside. There was a gigantic iron door at the entrance and a security booth for the guards. Nancy and Justin stared in disbelief, first at the majestic door, then at the towering walls. One of the guards came out of the booth. Kids, this is private property. Please leave, he said. I told the guard, you don't know me, but I live here. I want to show our house to my friends, I said. I'm not in the mood for jokes, kid. Move along, please, he groaned. My room is on the third floor, I said, trying to convince him. There's a MacBook on my bed right now. I binge-watched Netflix until late last night. I can list off every show to prove it to you. Take us up there. Son, you're a fool if you think you can play me like that. I'll have to make a citizen's arrest for trespassing if you don't leave now, he responded. Justin turned to me. Alvin, I don't know if this is your idea of a prank, but I'm not getting in trouble because of some weird lie. This guy seems pretty serious. Let's get out of here before he puts us in a chokehold or something, he said. I decided to play my last card. I'm going to tell my father about this. If you don't want to lose your job, let us in. This is my house, I screamed. At the last second, the iron gate started opening. A luxury car with dark windows was leaving the property. It stopped where we stood. The black backseat window came down. The person inside looked out and asked, What seems to be the problem here? The security guard said, Sir, this kid says he lives here. The man looked at me condescendingly. You certainly do not live here. This is my private property, and I have two daughters, no son, he said. Let's go, he commanded the driver, rolling up his window. I just stood there, shocked. He's lying. This is our house, I murmured. Justin and Nancy looked at each other nervously. Nancy said, and to think I believed you, even for a second. Justin nodded. Called it. They turned around and started walking back. I was sure that everyone at school would find out about what happened. This mansion was my home. Who was that man? Knowing it was useless to insist, I went back to my family's run-down fake house. When I walked into the house, I saw my parents waiting impatiently for me. They both looked upset. Obviously, they knew what had happened. My mom said, Alvin, we watched you and your friends on the security camera. What you did was incredibly reckless. I had tears pouring down my face. You're right, mom. I'm so sorry. But who was that man? Don't we own the mansion? I asked. My dad said, Of course we do. That man is a professional actor. Staff at the mansion think he owns the house. It's another precaution we had to take so that no one would suspect what's going on. Dad, why do we have to take so many precautions? Why are we hiding our real selves from the world? I really want to know, I pleaded. My dad looked at my mom, who nodded at him before turning to me. We hid some things from you to protect you. We knew we'd have to tell you one day, but we were worried about your mental health, Dad said, pausing. He looked back at my mom again. She nodded for him to go on. Then she started crying softly. My dad took a deep breath and began to explain. We used to be the family you always wanted us to be. You weren't born yet. We had a daughter named Betty. Everyone knew how rich we were, which made our lives incredibly difficult. We used to go everywhere with an army of guards. We all had to wear bulletproof vests. Then something awful happened. Someone managed to kidnap your sister. They demanded we give them a hundred million dollars as ransom. We said yes, of course, but they never released her, even though we gave them the money. The police were sure it was because Betty had seen their faces. This was a massive trauma for us. After that, your mom and I made a decision. We moved to the inner city and set up this life to hide our wealth. We lost our daughter 
We couldn't protect her. We don't want to lose our son too. Alvin, all this is for you. This is the only way to live a quiet life away from danger. Now I knew everything. I hugged my dad. My mom got up and joined us. We all cried for Betty for a while. I'm really sorry about today. I didn't know you were trying to protect me. I will be careful from now on, I said. From that day on, I made mom and dad a promise to live humbly during the day and never tell anyone again. When I was nine, my parents made me work for my food. They said I was eating too much that they had to take another mortgage on the house. When I graduated middle school, they told me I had to start paying rent. Because like they said, tuition was expensive and I needed to pay them back for it. We weren't even poor. My stepmom was loaded. They put me to work in my uncle's bricklaying business. Not exactly a light job for a tiny teenager. But I did it anyway. I just wanted to make money. And every time I did, I would keep some for myself. My name's James. And I'm just a regular dude trying to get through high school. I planned to use what money I had saved up to get freedom as soon as I graduated. I wanted to move out of my stepmom and dad's house so they could no longer tell me what to do. The problem was, I didn't account for life happening and all the random problems and opportunities it can bring. It all started when we were on a class trip to some modern art museum. The only reason we were able to go to such a fancy place was because one of our classmates' dad owned it. Unfortunately, while the class was leaving, I saw Jonas trip over the carpet and slam into one of the pillars that held a very expensive-looking glass. I would have laughed. See, Jonas was a bit of a rival of mine. We've always gone after the same girls. I always wanted to be cooler than the other. And seeing my rival do a tumble would have been hilarious. Only that I saw the vase tumbling down with him. And I knew we'd all be in trouble. I tried to catch it. But I was too late. Jonas fell, caught the vase, and crashed it as he rolled on the floor. It was broken into a thousand pieces. Luckily, there were no alarms, but we were both panicking. Any moment, someone might walk in. I put aside our rivalry and told him I would help him. Quick, uh, hand me those pieces! What? Huh? Hand me those pieces so I can hide them! I'll cover for you! I'll tell them we didn't see anything. We have to get out of here, now! I gathered every little piece I could find and put it in my bag. But then, that very same moment, the owner of the museum appeared. Behind him was our classmate, Carol. She was shocked when she saw me holding the broken pieces of the vase. I tried to explain, but Jonas blurted out immediately. It was him! He was gonna hide it too! I told him not to hide any of it, but he didn't want to get into trouble. And with just that one statement, I was found guilty. They didn't even need to investigate it. After all, they caught me red-handed. The very next day, my parents were called in by the principal, and I got a world of hurt. Carol's dad demanded that we pay for the damages. I wanted to tell them all that it was Jonas. But who would believe me? I was the one holding the broken pieces when they found me. That night, Mom and Dad berated me for a solid two hours. How dare you get us into this much trouble? Do you know how long it will take me and your mother to pay back $50,000? Mom, Dad, it, it wasn't me. Stop lying! Now go upstairs and think about what you did. 
Just for this, you won't get any birthday or Christmas presents. As if I ever got any in the first place. If I said that out loud, I would have gotten grounded for ages. My parents forced me to hand over every penny I made, seeing how I needed to pay for the broken vase myself. I got depressed. I was really looking forward to being out of the house as soon as possible. That was when Carol approached me at school. What's wrong, James? You seem down these past few days. Oh, besides the fact that I owe your dad 50 grand, not much. My parents are working me twice as hard now. They refuse to pay for it. I'm sorry. I tried to ask my dad to let you off the hook, but he never listens to me. I wish anyone would have listened to me. It was Jonas who broke it. You know what? I might just have a solution. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. That intrigued me. So I asked what Carol had in mind. My dad's been trying to get me to marry this douche. We've known each other since we were four. Our families arranged for us to be engaged when I turned 16, and we would get married the moment I turned 18. I don't want to go through with it, but my dad never listens. My fiancé is awful. Plus, he's like 10 years older. I haven't even seen him in years. So, what do you want me to do about it? Meet me at the Red Ribbon Diner at 5 tomorrow. Tell your parents you'll be gone for the week. Tell them you're going to go to a friend's party to kick off the summer holidays or something. I dressed as nicely as I could, not knowing what we'd be up to. I brought a change of clothes, and as soon as I got there, Carol handed me a thick envelope. And when I looked into it, my jaw dropped. There must have been at least 10,000 bucks in there. <laughs> what the? That's just for this weekend. I'll give you double that if we pull this off. Carol drove us to a villa by the sea. It was huge and extravagant. I'd never been in a house that expensive. She told me I was going to stay there for the summer, and given that my parents didn't care where I was, I said yes. She told me she needed my help. Her parents were going to arrive in the neighboring villa soon, and that I would pretend to be her boyfriend for the whole summer, just to annoy her family and her billionaire fiancé. If we got the fiancé to call the wedding off, she'd pay me 40 grand more. That would take my money up to 60 Enough to pay your dad and to have a bit of change for me to leave home. I acted like the biggest douche there ever was. When we went to meet her family, her dad was so red, he'd think he was about to blow steam out of his ears. The fiancé was taken aback by the fact that her fiancé had a boyfriend. And I put on the best performance of my life. I talked non-stop about myself. I would keep kissing Carol in front of everyone. Carol bought me expensive clothes and the tackiest watches and jewelry, and I wore them all. I spit at the table, I made gross noises while having dinner with her family, and best of all, when I told her I love her, I'd look straight in her fiancé's eyes and wink at him, rubbing it in his face that his girl was mine. That dinner ended in chaos. The fiancé, humiliated by all that, threw his glass on the floor. I don't know what you're playing at, Mr... Eggenman, but your daughter clearly has no intent to be faithful to me. I'm calling off the wedding.
My father will hear about this disrespect. The merger between our companies is done. I never want to see you or your daughter ever again. He left in a huff, throwing a tantrum like a baby. And Carol's dad's face was unexplainable. Her mom was almost in tears at how horrible I was behaving at the dinner table. And her brothers and sisters were all taking videos of the whole thing. Please. Carol, I give up. Please, break up with this oaf! I'm begging you, take anyone, anyone but him! I went home after the summer, 60,000 richer. Yep, her dad let me off the hook just so I would leave his daughter alone. And I gotta keep all the money from Carol. The problem was, my stepmom found the wad of cash when she was cleaning my room. And I had to fess up to her. I thought she would scream at me. Instead, she had a mischievous glint in her eyes. You know, I've been asking your dad for a trip to the Bahamas for ages, but he never budges. So, here's my plan. My stepmom wanted me to start dating my stepsister. In her mind, if I did something so grotesque, she could convince dad to give her anything if she put a stop to it. I said yes, of course, given that she was prepared to offer me ten grand, and just to get her off my back. Unfortunately, when Dad found out, it wasn't the result we were hoping for. He threw me out of the house, and my stepmom didn't pay me. But that summer, I found out there was a niche in the market I could fill. So I started my very own rent-a-boyfriend agency. At first, it was just me. I would go out on dates with lonely girls or girls who had to go to events and needed an arm candy. I made so much money, I even got to pay for college. That was when my business really boomed. My dorm mates found out what I was doing and they wanted in, and I hired them. They paid me 10% of their earnings. Valentine's and Christmas were our busiest times. In my senior year, my company took in hundred grand in profit during Valentine's Day alone. But that year, we almost shut down. Because guess what? Remember Jonas? My rival? Well, he's been stalking me. And now, he works in the same business. Once again, we were rivals. He tried to spread rumors about my company, telling everyone I stole his idea. Jonas was a smooth talker, and a lot of people believed him. So, I had to take him down. I sneaked into his offices one night, and with the help of my guys... We hacked his computer and downloaded his entire client list. That night, I sent them 50% off coupons for my company. And once they'd experienced how our services were much better, and that I taught my guys how to listen and act like the perfect gentleman, they switched to us entirely. Jonas's company went into the ground. It was around that time that Carol came back into my life. I looked for you at your old house. They said you haven't been there in years. Oh, yeah. What brings you all the way here? Well, I heard you run a business now. I'm finally free of my dad, by the way. I was wondering if you'd do one last job for me. What is it? For you? Anything. Free of charge. See, I was wondering if you'd pretend to be my boyfriend again. Of course! But this time, forever. So now, Carol and I are married. And I don't go out to clients anymore. 
I only run the business. As was our deal, Carol is now my one and only client. Some kids wish for the latest consoles. Some kids want expensive shoes. I've only ever really wished for one thing. Every night, I climb up to the roof and wait for a shooting star. I make a wish that I could have a family. Hi, I'm Pete, and I'm an orphan. I know my wish is an impossible one, because not even a genie could bring my parents back, so I doubt Santa can. Life as an orphan was tough. I lived with my aunt for as long as I can remember, and she only took me in because she was my only family. She doesn't particularly like me. All she ever does is make me do the household chores and serve her boyfriend as if I was the butler. I got made fun of at school. Nobody wanted to hang out and make friends with me. Kids teased me for being an orphan. There was a group of three boys who particularly relished in pushing me around. Hey, look! It's Orphan Boy! What you got for lunch, Orphan Boy? <laughs> Probably nothing. He's got no mom to cook for him. <laughs> nice one, Max. He's so weird. Even his parents couldn't stand being around too long. <laughs> Those boys would torment me daily. I never felt safe. I never had peace. Most of the time, they just yell insults at me. But sometimes, when they're really bored, they drag me outside and throw balls at me until they got tired. Sometimes, they gather the other kids and they'd make me fight as if we were in a boxing ring. I never want to. But somehow, they can just push the right buttons, and I would eventually throw a punch. As soon as I do, I was in trouble. Because even our teachers had it out for me. I had never started a fight. And yet, every time a teacher found out what we'd been up to, I'd be the one to take the blame. He's a problem child. Must be because he has no parents. He's always causing trouble. Honestly, orphans should have school just for them. Makes the other children uncomfortable being around kids like that. He'll no doubt become a criminal when he grows up. I decided I was done with trying to reason with my tormentors. I decided to fight back. But I fought back with kindness. When they insulted me, I'd say, Have a nice day. When they dragged me outside to hit me, I would smile at them and say, Thank you! And when they got me into trouble, and I had to go into detention, I would tell them that I look forward to seeing them again tomorrow. At first, it made things worse. They kept trying and trying to break me. But as time went on, I broke them. Fight back! Fight back, you stupid orphan! Meh. I'm bored now. He's no fun anymore. <sighs> Me too. He's lame. It was during one of those times when the guys tried to get a rise out of me, and I refused that I met Holly. Can't you just leave him alone? All you guys do is pick on people who don't fight back. Why don't you try someone who will? Holly faced the guys off, her fists held high and ready to fight. But Max, Dalton, and Fred didn't plan on fighting a girl. Because if they did, they'd be in a world of trouble. 
Holly was always by my side from that point on. She rescued me. She even got in a shouting match with a teacher that was picking on me. That got her suspended. I thought I'd be with her forever. I was certain that I'd propose to her on graduation day. But before we could even celebrate our first anniversary, I had to leave. I was adopted. <sighs> More like... bought. Some mysterious family offered to take me off of Aunt Cassie's hands, and she agreed. She only told me the day that the guy was going to pick me up. I never got to say goodbye to Holly. My new parents were an older couple. They'd tried for many, many years to have a baby, but they were never blessed. They grew old, and they thought they'd never try again. It was only pure luck that the wife overheard my aunt complaining about having to raise someone else's kid. My new life is nothing like the old one. In that house, I was loved. I felt it. I was loved very much. They gave me everything I could ever need. I was given freedom to spend as much or as little as I wanted. I got my own humongous room. And they gifted me an entire room full of toys. Mom's name is Tara, and Dad's called Andre. We all live in a mansion. I started going to a really fancy boarding school. They got me a really pretty tutor to help me catch up with my grades, too. Unfortunately, the tutor was so distracting with her beauty that my grades barely improved. I got to make new friends who didn't judge me for being adopted. We would have parties and camping trips. It was on one of those trips that my world turned upside down once more. As my boys and I were driving down the boulevard of a popular beach town, I saw her. Her hair as familiar as it was many years ago. Uh, uh, Holly! She looked back. And for a second, she didn't recognize me. And then... She came running towards me, leaping into the air. I caught her and she embraced me tight. Kissed. I... I can't believe it. it, it it's really you! Laughed. <laughs> yeah! And... It's really you! It was a glorious two and a half weeks. I was living an amazing life. And now, the only piece missing, my girlfriend was back. C couldn't have asked for more. But all things come to an end. And, and eventually, I was going to find out the truth anyway. Because as much as Holly would make it seem like we totally just bumped into each other, she actually followed my movement for months. She had someone spy on me so she'd know exactly where I was. Exactly two weeks and three days from reconnecting with her, things began to take a turn. One morning... I woke up to Holly screaming. She, she was on the phone. Help! Help! Please! It's on my bed! Please, hurry! Send as many people as you can! Blinked my eyes open and looked at her curiously. What's happening, babe? Are you okay? Why are you screaming? Holly put the phone down and looked at me with annoyance in her face. You are so dumb. You better go run before the cops catch you here. And only a few minutes later, the door to my apartment burst open. Freeze! Police! 
didn't know why, but I froze involuntarily. But as soon as I did, the policewoman's gaze fell on me. Ma'am? Get behind me! Are you alright? Are you safe? Help me, officer! Wait, why are you alone? Don't you have backup? Miss, just behind me and I'll make sure this guy gets out of your apartment. D your apartment? Cops reached for her handcuffs. Sir, if you would please calmly come with me down to the station. But what? Why? I reached for my phone, but the officer thought I was pulling a weapon out, and so she tackled me to the ground. We rolled around for a bit. I was extremely confused why that was happening, but then she won. And I was carted off to the station without knowing what I did wrong. She must have put me out like a light. When I woke up, I was already in a cell, and the cop who took me into custody was looking down on me. There was a light shining down, and she looked like an angel with a halo. Am I in the afterlife? Cop laughed. You're in the Will County's PD's jail cells. So it's a little worse than that. <laughs> she was funny. And as I looked up again, I noticed how beautiful she was. <laughs> anyway, as soon as I got there, I realized one thing. Holly had told the authorities that I was a stalker of hers. And that my apartment was hers. She told them I had been following her for days. And that just last night, I sneaked into her apartment didn't know yet why she did that, but I had my suspicions. I explained my side to Trish, and somehow she heard me out. It'll be really easy to find out who's telling the truth. Just please look up the title deed at the registrar's office. See who really owns that apartment. And Trish did. When she came back, she had no words. She just looked down and let me go. Um, really... Really sorry. Let me at least escort you home. I let her. Of course I did. I would have given anything just to spend a bit more time with her. When we got to my apartment, I was less than surprised that there was nothing left there. Holly stripped it bare. It turned out, Holly just wanted me out of there so she could get away with stealing everything in my house. She must have heard somewhere that I was loaded now, and she wanted a piece of it. What a stupid girl, I remember thinking. If she stayed with me, she could have taken me for my money's worth over the years. Instead, she resorted to straight-up simple theft. Well, that was good for me, because at least now I know that I will never let Holly sink her teeth into me ever again. Trish apologized again, but this time, she had an idea. I feel really guilty for locking you up. I can only apologize to you by putting this right. I promise I will hunt her down, and I will return everything she took from you. Holly was not at all hard to track down. She was trying to sell my stuff on Facenook Marketplace, with her actual account. So, we burst into the doors of her trailer that she had parked outside a shopping center. And there, strewn across the floor, were all the valuables she stole from me. Luckily, she hadn't yet convinced anyone to buy any of them. Why'd you steal from me, Holly? Holly was mad. Because you left me all alone! Here you are living this fancy life, while for years I didn't know what happened to you! 
you owe me at least this much money for the suffering I went through? That was when I took out a small camera I was wearing. Gotcha! What? Actually, we had no warrant to search your trailer. But now that you've confessed to stealing all this on camera, Trish here can arrest you now. Trish cuffed Holly. She smiled at me. Now, I've returned everything she stole from you. I smiled back. Not all of it. What about my heart? It was a really cheesy line, but it worked. Because while she was cuffing Holly, Trish leaned into me and kissed me. How about now? Holly writhed in disgust. Or envy. Or probably both. Because the very same cop she used to frame me so she could steal from me was now the very same cop who was crushing on me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.